Don't turn off that light. The panicked cry echoed up the narrow shaft as the glow above flickered. The tiny camera light, separating the trapped souls from complete darkness. Every labored breath drew forth less and less oxygen now. Throats burned while lungs struggled desperately, the regulator's life-giving supply dwindling fast. Huddled at the bottom of the 30-inch pipe, 250 feet below the murky gulf surface, five commercial divers fought to remain calm. But the sea beckoned from below as rising water crept up the pipeline's filthy floor. Death encroached from all sides converging in this harsh metal tomb barely wide enough for a single grown man. Welcome to Disasterthon, a podcast delving into the darkest depths of human endurance. In each episode, we submerge ourselves in events that test the very will to survive. Today we plunge into the pariah diving tragedy, a harrowing incident that turned routine pipeline repairs into a crushing underwater death trap. An encroaching tide and a dwindling oxygen supply conspired to strangle the desperate souls over 39 excruciating hours. Cradled comfortably in the calm Caribbean Sea sit the twin islands of Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad's western shores slope into the Pariah Gulf, a vision of tropical serenity dotted with swaying palms. Fishermen traverse the calm channels for snapper and grouper, upholding generations-old traditions in their weathered wooden boats. In the sleepy village of Pointe-à-Pierre, a reefinery operator dozes in his lawn chair while a stray dog seeks shade under a rusty jetty. But just offshore, a tragedy is about to unfold. Five divers expected another routine workday, 290 feet below, oblivious to the horror awaiting them. On the morning of February 25th, the five-man team laughed over breakfast on deck, then prepped themselves for another uneventful dive. Equipment checks came back flawlessly. As they submerged into the Caribbean waters at mid-morning, no signs foretold the horror about to transpire. But 290 feet below, calamity struck. Barely an hour into the dive, Boudram's panicked radio calls reported cascading equipment failures. First visibility dropped dangerously. Then power fluctuations disrupted communications, the crew's fate hanging by a thread. Suddenly, the pipeline came alive. The team battled for their lives as a powerful vortex induced by differential pressure known in the industry as Delta P entrapped the divers, yanking them further into the abyss. I remember going whole into the pipe at unbelievable speeds, recalled sole survivor Christopher Boudram of the moment he lost control. As the team shot through the narrow space, 
Boudram battled to slow his progress, hands burning through layers of protective gear. Then darkness. Regulator shared to prolong meager air. The group convened in paralyzing blackness 225 feet inside the abyss. The pipeline had become a death trap. As Boudram spiraled uncontrollably into the abyss, the intense pressure warped his senses. Shooting through the narrow walls, his hands shredded through protective layers, grasping for stability. A thunderous crack indicated broken bones as one crewmate was flung into a pipe junction. Then silence as the sea swallowed them whole. In the frigid darkness, Boudram could hear the raspy breath of his comrades. He called out, but only echoes returned. Feeling along the pipe floor, he discovered them pinned and battered. The pipe's cold metallic walls seemed to constrict by the minute around, its helpless prey. Jagged rust lacerated exposed limbs. Boudram's watch ticked away the hours as they waited for salvation, but the sea continued creeping up the murky floor. Bitter hypothermia set in as the group huddled numbly. Lack of circulation turned fingers blue. What little sensation remained brought only pain. Attempts to stretch the paralyzed limbs keeping them alive only bloodied the jagged walls further. Oxygen deprivation summoned hallucinations as ghostly visions closed in alongside the darkness. Lips cracked in despair to sip pockets of moisture oozing down the walls. But no rescue line ever appeared overhead. Prayers and weeping bounced along the tunnel as minds faltered. Sanity now relied upon the lone functioning regulator, offering fleeting wisps of precious air. Over the next 39 hours, the divers' fates hung on frantic rescue efforts and dwindling hope. Tragically, red tape and negligence reigned topside. Industrial murder, as one victim's attorney later described it. Though Boudram made harrowing contact confirming his crewmates were alive, pariah officials prohibited decisive action. When a man comes out of the hyperbaric chamber and tells you they are alive down there, pariah does nothing, decried another lawyer. In the tragedy's immediate aftermath, public outcry rose against the lapses that led to four preventable deaths. Workers rallied seeking accountability. Victims' families pushed for charges and reforms. Yet as months dragged on, outrage faded to resignation with few repercussions. Pariah moved swiftly to deny liability, claiming diving operations fell solely under LMCS purview. But investigations revealed a litany of neglected protocols, from lacking emergency procedures to unusable lifelines. Executives had pressed the timeline without proper provisions. Manslaughter charges filed against both companies seemed a hollow consolation. Survivor Boudram, his body battered and lungs collapsed, continued speaking out to prevent future occurrences. A meager compensation deal offered cold comfort, though it encapsulated the men in statistics. Kerbin awarded the least as an apprentice, Ali the highest for presumptive suffering before drowning. 
Their families pressed on, seeking elusive justice and closure. Mothers gazed at photos of flowing graduation gowns and first cars that reinforced the youth snatched away. But Trinidad's institutions pivoted to protect the driving forces underpinning its economy. Lawyers ominously noted that civil cases often stretched over a decade unless privately settled beforehand. A judge eventually upheld initial charges, though 13 months later, most remain at large. Sole liability continues bouncing between the contractors and Perea in a long, resigned dance. But when asked about the tragedy's legacy, some relatives offered a flicker of hopeful defiance. We won't let the world forget. Perhaps that alone may someday tip the scales of justice. Thanks for descending into darkness with us here on Disasterthon. We explored the bounds of human endurance and the paralyzing choices when life hangs by a thread. While justice has yet to fully surface in this tragedy, lessons learned can still ripple to safer shores if we dare to descend as witness. Now comes the long, dark wait for change and closure in the quiet depths. Our thoughts remain with the families seeking comfort in restless tides. May their loved ones lost to the abyss rest in peace. We honor them best by carrying forth candles lit from memory's fires. Until next time, mind the risks that lurk in shadows and keep vigilant watch over those bright souls that dare tempt fate in the name of duty. For they plunge into darkness so that others may surface into light. <laughs>